Hey, welcome to the She Heard podcast hosted by author and speaker Laurie Green Westlake. On the She Heard podcast, we cover everything from a woman's role in the church to deep and unexpected dives into your favorite Bible heroes. Laurie's passion is to equip women with courage, boldness, and bravery through biblical study and inspiring narrative. Be sure to check out lauriegreenwestlake.com for additional resources. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Laurie Green Westlake with you here today, and I am not recording from my walk in closet today. I'm recording from the bedroom of a 500 square foot casita because this is where my husband and I are going to be living for the next month as we've sold our house and we have now put a contract on another house. Thank you, Lord, the way that turned out was truly by his hand. And in the interim of moves, we've had a friend, a very dear friend, offer up her a little casita that she rents out. And we're able to stay here while uh, we're getting all the financing and everything ready for the new house. And this reminds me how God's people respond and what a blessing I've experienced a blessing I've received as I've kind of put out there, oh my goodness, I don't have a place for my plants in the interim. Where Steve and I are avid gardeners and we have a lot of potted plants. And um people have actually reached out to me privately and said, You can I'll I'll babysit your plants or I'll create a, a space for them while you're in the interim. So I've just been kind of blown away and the offers to come in to help us move. It is such a reminder of how beautiful it is to be a part of the family of God, because we are a family. We're brothers and sisters and we treat each other that way. And I absolutely am blessed by it. But at this casita, there's a good sized yard. So I was able to bring all my baby plants, my little pets. We don't have furry pets. We have leafy pets pets. And so I was able to bring them, keep an eye on them and water them. But if you hear a little bit of an echo, or you hear sirens in the background, or you hear the winds, the winds have really been up today and last night here in Albuquerque. If you hear that, it's because I'm not in my soundproof little walk-in closet at the old house. And with that, I want to tell you that I want this podcast to be authentic. That has been a major objective for me. And it's so authentic that you'll hear background noises. You will also, or I will also tell you that I don't edit. I have no editing software. And one day I will purchase it. Because I know it's, I do need to be somewhat professional, but we were just getting started. As you know, the story, my daughter convinced me I needed to start a podcast because I am a blogger and a writer of fiction and Bible studies. And I, uh, 
she just said, you need mom, you need to be doing a podcast. And things have gone pretty well. But with all of the activity around moving, and also a little bit of a drum roll here, changing jobs, I have just been too busy to really learn or investigate uh, software for editing a podcast. Also, there's that siren. They've been going off all morning. I, we're kind of in a neighborhood where there's a lot of crime and a lot of um, interesting activities. I'll put it that way. So the sirens are going off all the time. But it makes life interesting, doesn't it? And when we get out of our comfort zone and move into neighborhoods, literally, not just as a metaphor, where people are not always like us, we are stretched. And I really feel like that pleases the Lord. When it's when we step outside a comfort zone, you have to be brave. It takes courage to step outside a comfort zone. But back to this job change, I have been working in an international ministry that provides God's Word in the format that 70% of the world's population learns best in, and that's audio. And it's created in the languages of the world. There's more than 7,000 languages living today. So there's a lot of work to be done to get everyone's, everyone the Word of God in a format and also in a language that speaks directly to the heart. And that is what we call Great Commission Work. So the ministry that I'm moving to is also involved in Great Commission work. They are Bible translators, and they are working all over the world to do both written and oral Bible translation. I'm kind of alone from one ministry to another, or bequeathed, or seconded from one ministry to another. So I'm not really leaving the industry. I'm just going to be helping a new ministry work in some of the areas of my expertise, which are marketing, communications, uh, partner reporting, building relationships, that sort of thing. And I'm very, very excited to be taking on this new challenge. So please continue to pray for me and also pray for the Great Commission work going on around the world. You know, in Matthew 24, the Lord Jesus said, my word will go to the ends of the earth, and then the end will come. And he was talking to his disciples about the signs of his return and the signs of this phase of our lives coming to a close. I'm I, I don't want people to think that I'm a doom and gloomer. I am not. I am an encourager and I am excited about the future. I'm excited about us getting back to a garden-esque existence where we walk with God, only he'll be in the form of King Jesus in this thousand-year millennial reign that is coming. And how could we not be excited about that? To finally have a government that isn't corrupt that Jesus would be the king of truth. He is the king of truth and he would be our king. It, this excites me. I try to see in my mind's eye what a beautiful, perfect, 
governing body would be like in a beautiful garden-esque world, pre-sin in the garden. And that is where we're going back to only we're moving forward with much more knowledge, faith, and grace. So everything that is ahead is exciting. But as we know, because we've read the book, and if you hadn't, I highly recommend you read the book, and that is the Bible. We know that there are going to be some difficult times between now and the beautiful future that has been promised, because we will be purged. And with that purging, I want to talk about some of the dreams that I've had over the years. Here's my preamble on dreams. I I was raised spiritually in a conservative movement that didn't teach um, that a lot of the gifts of the Spirit. I'll put it that way. We uh, were taught that the full revelation of Christ had come when the word was completed. So there was no longer need for tongues, dreams, visions, prophecy. I have since altered my uh, belief in that. And it began to happen when I had dreams myself. I was in the middle of this conservative church. And I shared one dream with you several podcasts ago about waking up to the Lord calling me and then showing me a circle and a triangle, and how that triangle was taught at a Bible study I was involved in by a Jewish rabbi who was a believer, and he he taught on the triangle, and that's how I knew the Lord had given me this dream. And I don't dream every night. I, I actually haven't had a dream in several years that that was a big epic dream like this series of 12 dreams that I had about 10 years ago. So the second dream that I had following the what I call the triangle dream, the second dream that I had was uh interesting. We were preparing to go to Africa at the time I had this dream. We were preparing my husband was going to be a Bible translator in Equatorial Guinea. And our family had sold a house, moved into a temporary home while he was finishing up translation school. And I was homeschooling the children. And we were just really preparing, taking uh, classes and taking Spanish and getting ready for our lives in an underdeveloped country that did not have the Word of God. And once we got there, that was very evident. But I had this dream. And in the dream, and we were living in Texas at the time, and the terrain I am in in this dream is in Texas. But I go into the dream with an amazing amount of understanding what's happening. And this is the way it has always been with any of the dreams that I've had. I just have this knowledge of what God is doing during the dream. And I um, understand his purpose during the dream. And that's not always the case in my waking hours. So it's kind of a unique experience. 
and an incredible experience of trust during these dreams, because in all of them, I am seeing and experiencing things that I believe have to do with the end times. So in the second dream, we're in Texas, and I understand as the dream starts that there has been an invasion of some sort in Texas and in the southern states. And I have an understanding that this invasion is moving upward across the United States and outward towards each coast. And I am walking, and I happen to have my daughter, who was four at the time, I have her with me in this dream for part of it. And we are stepping around areas of fire. It's like we're in a big field and there has been some kind of explosion, some kind of, I'm not going to say it's a nuclear bomb, but but maybe bombs that have been set off over the area. There's rubble everywhere, concrete, pieces of concrete and piping, something that looks sort of like what the World Trade Centers looked like when they, when they collapsed and that horrific um, scene that, that is all in, embedded in our brains, those of us that were old enough to see that on the news during that time. And these fires, and I just remember we are stepping around them. I don't see bodies, but it is it does feel somewhat deserted. But we are looking for people to gather them together to say, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, for there is purpose in what is happening. We've been told in the Word of God that these times are coming, and we are going to gather people together. We're going to share the gospel. We're going to teach the Bible, and we're going to all be together and support one another during this difficult time. And um, so the dream just went on that I am looking to gather people together and we, we begin to call out to people and we just have this understanding. I just keep saying that word understanding. It's so important because I feel like this is where you and I can get as our faith builds and we are sold out in our trust to the Lord Jesus. We literally get to a point where we're not frightened by things that are unfamiliar to us or that take away or diminish the current lifestyles that we are living. And so in this dream, I don't have a home. It it seems that we've got a backpack. We may be carrying sleeping gear on our backs, but we are telling people And we are completely calm, telling people, we want to tell you about the Lord Jesus. And then I wake up. Interesting enough, my daughter told me the next morning after this dream, and she's four at the time, she told me she had had a dream about fires being across a field and in a land. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? that I have a four-year-old daughter that's having a similar dream. And I I don't know if that was the Lord affirming to me that this dream was for him. You know, I believe the Lord is able. He's able to speak to us in any way or form he wants, be it a dream, be it an instant thought in your head, be it through his word, be it through another person, be it in church. The Lord is able. 
And we just need to be receiving and ready and equipped with the word so we can discern if this is truly the Lord speaking. And so I believe going through the word of God that this dream that I had, there's nothing not biblical about it because we do know the hard times come and we know from history that sometimes invasions are the way the Lord uses um, other people groups, opposing armies, um, maybe other countries that are outside his will to purify and prepare his people. We saw this happening to Israel over and over again. And sometimes it's judgment. I'm not saying that the Lord is judging America. I'm saying when we get to the end, there's there's really no indication as far as I can tell in my limited uh, education in theology uh, there is no indication of America coming to Israel's rescue. So some theologians believe that something has to have happened to America before the the war, the Ezekiel Wars, and the wars talked about in Ezekiel 38 and 39, that America is possibly non-existent, and that would mean either an economic collapse or at war with other countries or invaded and taken over. Those are, as I'm saying, I'm going, those are really hard to believe statements. But it that is conjecture on theologians' parts. But I agree that something is, it's possible that America is weakened in a weakened state or not uh, not really the powerful nation that it was at the time the Ezekiel Wars happened. So I, I feel like I'm get, digging myself into a hole here that <laughs> I need to explain. But I want to go, uh, we'll get more into the end times with, with the other dreams that I've had, but I want to go back to this dream of the fires. Sometimes dreams are a metaphor. And and we see that in the biblical dreams that were interpreted in the Old Testament. And so I think the dream that I had about an invasion, at th- in this particular dream, I never saw the people who were invaded and though invading, pardon me, but in one of the last dreams I did. And I will tell you about that later. But I think... If this dream was metaphorical, it is the Lord assuring me that his trials prepare his people for his purposes. And his purposes, and this is tied with the Great Commission, his purpose, his corporate purpose, his overarching purpose for his people his body of Christ, you, the church, his purpose is that we kingdom build. And often in the midst of a crisis, when non-believers are in the midst of a crisis, be it personal or a crisis in their community or their our nation, they are ripe to hear truth because they are searching 
for truth. And so no matter the trial, it is an opportunity for us to go and find people and say, let me tell you about Jesus. And let me tell you about God's purposes. And let me tell you about a future of hope and a future of blessing and an eternal future that is far different from the eternal wrath that is ahead for every single one of us, whether we're raptured or whether we die natural causes or we die in unnatural causes. Eternity is a reality for every single one of us. And so it is something we, as believers, as God's children, as God's church, as the bride of Christ, we are to be sharing with non-believers. And that is what is called kingdom building, because Christ left us with the task to go into every nation, to build a church, to have a glorified people for his return. Isn't it beautiful? It's just... Again, when I start thinking about the future, I get excited. I love my life. I love the blessings the Lord has given me. I love my husband. I love my children. I love my co-workers. I love my job. I love the idea of us moving to the mountains, which is where we're headed. And I enjoy these blessings, but by no means do I want to hang on to this when the future that God has planned from the beginning is still coming. I just enjoy life where you are now. Embrace your trials, but keep your eyes on Christ and look forward to his coming. But this morning, when I was reading through the word, I found this scripture and it fits my dream of the pockets of fire and the devastation, the the physical devastation I was witnessing. And it also fits whatever trial you're going through, even though we're not in the great trials and we're not in the great tribulation. And as believers, I believe we will be raptured before the great tribulation. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to get some comments and emails about my theology there, but that's just where I am now. You know, I'm always open to change. Someone wants to open up the word of God and show me that they believe differently, I'm always open to those discussions because I'm always learning. But right now I am a I'm I'm pre-trib rapture. And so I found this verse and I thought this is just so evident of the dream and what I'm talking about. It's from Proverbs 17 verse 3. It says the crucible is for silver. And the furnace is for gold, and the Lord tests hearts. Well, I love that he uses the metaphor of the crucible. You know, it's that that beaker that holds chemicals. Um, that is, it's it's a it's a vessel that can be heated up to transfer chemicals and and to melt silver. And then we know that gold is melted in a furnace, right? These really hot, um, and I'm going to say trials, but these these hot components that hold the gold and the silver. And then, then the verse says, then the Lord tests hearts. Well, he is comparing your heart 
which is the vessel of your faith. He is comparing your heart to silver and gold because that's God's riches, his riches, his wealth, his treasure is your faith. That is the most important thing to him. And he is going to take your heart, which was a heart of stone, or maybe it is still right now a little crusty, needs a little pickaxe on it. He is going to take that heart, his most valued treasure, and he's going to put it in a furnace or in a crucible. And he's going to turn up the heat and he's going to melt your heart and fashion it into a heart of trust and faith. And he's going to do it The furnace and the crucible is your trials, and they are strengthening our faith and creating an even more valuable entity for him. And so we are to be thankful. James says, and I'm so sorry, my phone is going off like crazy, but like I said, I'm in a house and not in my beautiful walk-in closet studio, but Our faith is God's most precious commodity, and He is constantly working. And the trials that we go through build that faith, shape that faith. And as I was saying in James, He tells us to be joyful that God is working in our hearts, to be joyful in trials, because it is evident that He is working in our hearts and He is preparing us for something. Hey, listen, I know it's not easy to be in the depths of a crisis or to have the walls closing in on you, be it loss of a loved one, loss of a relationship, financial troubles, a child that's gone astray, and the walls are closing in and you just want to scream, let me out. But know that the furnace is temporary but and the results are glorious because God is using every single moment. Okay, that's all I have for you. I will share more dreams in the future. and know that I so appreciate your listening. I appreciate your reviews. I appreciate your going to the website and ordering books and reading blogs because I don't, I don't do this for me. I do this to glorify the Lord. And so when you're sharing, it, it blesses my heart and to know that the Lord is using all these things. And I encourage you to be brave and go out and do something for the Lord as well. Have a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day and blessings to you all. Bye now.